Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week's episode, I was cheeky enough to program a member of my family. I like to say that I'm from a big old gay dynasty, and I think my aunt's story today will explain a little to you about why. Today's story is by Jane Marsden, though I call her Aninane. Jane is a learning and development professional and project manager. She commenced her career in LGBTI plus community organising and activism in the early 80s. Then in the early 90s, she was appointed to the board of the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, on which she served for five years. Shortly thereafter, she joined the board of Sydney Gay and Lesbian Community Publishing, or Sydney Star Observer, and she was also one of nine founding directors of the Aurora Group, a wonderful organisation that raises funds for LGBTQI plus community projects through fabulous arts events. All of these things are brilliant, but I think her greatest achievements were jumping in fully clothed to save me when I fell in my uncle's pool as a toddler, and not telling my parents when she saw me smoking at Mardi Gras in 1999. Enjoy. So I thought I'd start at the end. Well, it's not the end. It's more like the end of the middle. Here I am approaching 70, closer to 70 than I am to 65 now, and still living with my lover of 42 years. So I'm a very happy old dyke and a very contented old dyke. In the words of the song, it's been a good life overall. Like many in the LGBTQI plus communities, it hasn't always been a good life. There were times when the journey was pretty tough. As a youth and a young adult, I was a miserable sort of person. I didn't fit in. I was different. I didn't know what my difference was. I tried hard not to be different. And as a square peg, I found lots of round holes. I had boyfriends and heterosexual sex because, well, round holes, square pegs, you know. (laughs) Sadly, back in the late 60s, adolescent mental health wasn't a thing. My brother Jim was my psychologist and biggest support. And his girlfriend at the time included me in a range of girly activities like waxing afternoons. (laughs) For those of you who know me, you'll know that beauty enhancement is not one of my priorities, particularly when it involves pain. However, my crush on Marion kept me engaged for a while, (laughs) and now she's my (laughs) sister-in-law. But it was touch and go there for a while. As I embarked on my nursing career, I must have been the only student nurse and indeed newly graduated sister who didn't know any lesbians. (laughs) I must have navigated this period of my life with my eyes closed and my head mostly down. 
or in a slightly inebriated daze a lot of the time, and I suspect the latter. I'd also like to say that this was happening under the gaze of a couple of closeted gay uncles. It didn't occur to me that these two beautiful blokes who were a constant presence during my growing up were actually lovers. Could I really have been that naive? The evidence suggests I was. <laughs> Later, as a nurse educator at Liverpool Hospital, a couple of graduating students approached me to invite me to a social gathering at the Tavern in Parramatta. Because, Sister Marston, we think you are one of us. <laughs> really? And just what does one of us mean? Come along on Thursday night and meet the group. So I did, and to my surprise, it was a gay and lesbian social night. And that was the start of my awakening. <laughs> Later still, I started a postgraduate diploma at Cumberland College of Advanced Education. At the time, my younger sister, Sally, who's here tonight, was organising her wedding, which occurred in May of that year, <coughs> during one of the semester breaks. I was a bridesmaid, the first and last time I performed <laughs> that role. <laughs> My older sister, Maeve's mum, Louise, who's also here tonight, came home from England for the event. It was a big family thing with not just Sally's and Ridge's family and friends, but also many who made up the royalty of Campbelltown. The reception was at my brother John's home, and by now I realised that John was a poof. Despite John perming and dyeing his hair pink for the Campbelltown picnic races in the 60s, I truly did not realise sooner that he was gay. But I digress. Back to Sally's wedding reception. By about midnight, there were just a few of us siblings left drinking and celebrating into the wee hours. My middle brother was pretty pissed and started to harass and berate John and Louise for breaking mum's heart by being homosexual. He was really drunk angry. Not being one to pick my time very well and being pretty excited by my newfound sexual orientation and identity, I thought I should be supportive of Louise and John. So I came out too. <laughs> there and then. Well, Pete, I'm a lesbian too. 50-50. Three boys, three girls, three straights, three gays. Clever mum and dad. <laughs> Peter didn't really think so and the arguments became more heated. I don't really remember how that night ended, but I do know I was pretty upset by it. Back at college, I carried my family misery like a badge for all to see. During the first week back, a woman I hardly knew, but had noticed during first semester for a little eccentricity, approached and asked if I was all right. I said no, so she arranged to catch up with me at the back of the cafeteria during lunch. As an aside, her eccentricity went to wearing sunglasses any time of the day, inside or out, grey or bright. She carried a hip flask which came out every now and then to top up her coffee and she was regularly late for lectures. So we sat down with our tea and coffee, her with her flask, and she said, so you seem pretty upset. What's the problem? I replied, well, half my family are gay and the other half aren't. There was a bit of a pause as she raised her sunnies, 
inspected me and asked, so which side are you on? <laughs> she will tell you that if I had been on the straight side, there wasn't much she could do to support me. Fortunately, I was on the gay side, so she was very, very, very supportive. <laughs> and Joy and I have been together from that day to this. <laughs> No idea what that date was, so we celebrate our anniversary on the day of Sally's wedding. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping I've got it right, Sal, the 19th of May. Yeah? Uh, through my relationship with Joy, I gained a wonderful daughter, who's also here tonight, and later three wonderful grandchildren. There really is no looking back, but going forward from that point, I found my true fit with Joy and other LGBTQI plus friends at the time. And I found my tribe when I joined the organising committee of a Western suburbs gay and lesbian social group called Scandal. Indeed, I even performed at one of our events, owed to a gym teacher in mime. If you remember it, sing along. <laughs> she was a big, tough woman, the first to come along that showed me being female meant she still could be strong. And though graduation meant that we had to part, she'll always be a player on the ball field of my heart. <laughs> it was in mime and I had props then. <laughs> I think it was a hockey stick. In the early 90s, I joined the C Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras board and continued over a number of years participating in a variety of community organisations. I recall my first time marshalling on the parade route. I was a troubleshooter covering the entire route. At one point early in the evening, before the parade commenced, I was standing inside the barricades at Taylor Square, talking to some people in the crowd. I said to a woman who was with a younger boy, so what brings you to Mardi Gras? She responded saying, I'm here with my son. We came from the Riverina. He begged me to bring him, and I thank Mardi Gras and all of you for giving him a place to be. Yep, it really has been a good life overall. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy Queer Stories, please consider supporting the project for as little as $1 per month on Patreon. The link is in the episode description. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates and for insomnia rants and photos of my glorious dog, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.